Hey friend, it's Coy Robinson with NBC Sports. Let's talk some story. Cleveland Browns running back Kareem Hunt requested a trade, but the team declined his request. Why is this interesting to me? Well, I think it goes back to this age-old question that we always throw around. What leverage do you have? Particularly in contract negotiations. Leverage is... It's really important. And right now, we're witnessing a misunderstanding of leverage for a couple reasons. One, you know, there's this concept in football called beaten by alignment, meaning that, let's say, you line up somewhere on the field and you put the defender in such a bad position simply just because of the alignment that they have to get in to cover you that they actually don't have have a chance on the play. For instance, you line up as a receiver, you line up, um, you, you cut down your split, meaning you line up a little bit more inside the numbers, which gives you more space for an outside breaking route. Well, if it's inside leverage technique by the cornerback, they're going to have to play you inside. So they, they also lower down their split, and then th- there's just no way that they can cover that extra four or five yards on an out-breaking route. So they're beaten by alignment. doesn't matter how good they are of a cover corner. They just can't play their route. That's kind of what we see here with positional leverage. Running backs are beaten by alignment. It's very, 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 very difficult. I cannot stress this enough. I don't know how many varies or extremelys I need to put in here or incredibly's. Whatever you want to put in, whatever word you prefer, it's just very difficult for a running back to have leverage in the NFL. Why? Because most of the production is early on in their career when they're still on a rookie deal. By the time that they actually have the flexibility to sign a big contract, their best years are behind them. So, for instance, Kareem Hunt is 27 years old. First three seasons, he played well. I mean, his rookie year, he led the NFL in rushing. He had 1,300 yards, 1,327 yards as a rookie. Then you fast forward, last season, had some injuries, some leg injuries, which is it's not a good sign. Missed nine games. His production clearly dropped. So it dwindled to the tune of 386 yards, five touchdowns. So as a rookie, you lead the NFL in rushing. And then last year, you have leg injuries, calf and ankle injuries. You don't even lead your team in rushing. In fact, you're third in, on the team in, the, in rushing, which then leads to this moment. Well, let's talk about security, shall we? He's looking for a contract extension. He's in the last year of a two-year deal worth $12 million. And now it has come to the, to the point where, he, where he's requesting a trade. And the worst part about this is the next question of leverage. Okay, so positionally, if you're running back and your peak production years do not match your peak contract earning years, that's beaten by alignment. But beyond that, what if somehow, some way, you can still be productive later on in your career? Then what? This is back to the whole leverage piece about why don't you just get a younger player who, on a rookie deal, it doesn't cost you as much money. Knowing the teams know that Running backs can be immediately productive year one as a rookie. And they have some, and like I said, they play some of their best football early on in their careers. So why would they sign you for a lucrative deal when you're an aging running back with injuries when they could just draft a running back who's going to probably put up the best numbers in his career immediately? So there's another bit of, of leverage there. So then you add in all these things, and this goes to the, the third and final point of our bar leverage conversation, which is, But what does another team get? If your own team can't see the value in in you, how is another team going to see the value in you? And and that is where we get into extremely precarious footing here for for players like Kareem Hunt because 
In sports, if there is a deal to be made and there isn't a future for you on the team, then it's it's fairly clear, right? Th- they'll make sure that they get some sort of return for you. But if your market value is such that no one wants to even bat an eye at you, then that road is not, I mean, that's like a, thanks for everything you did, we'll just let the contract expire and let you walk. And that's a really bad place to be. So how does that stack up with other positions on the offense? Well, quarterback, it's pretty straightforward. If Russell Wilson requests a trade, you honor that trade request. Receiver, if you're really good, it's pretty straightforward. If Tyreek Hill requests a trade, you honor that trade request. Running back, though, clearly is different. And this is why I think a guy like Debo Samuel, for instance, really fascinates me because he is a receiver. But he can do things that a running back does and, and has production rushing the ball with rushing touchdowns as well. So teams try to, to get that receiver production right, as far as when your peak production years are and what you can do for us and what you can do for our offense. But they try to treat him like a running back, as we've seen like in Kareem Hunt's case, which then means you basically have less leverage in these contract negotiations. It's absolutely fascinating. It's in a guy like Debo Samuel's best interest to stay categorized as a receiver because of what we see Kareem Hunt going through. I'm Corey Robinson with NBC Sports. I'd love to hear what you think. Please reach out to me on social media using the hashtag CoreyStory. Story.